welcome to the Hunt the West podcast where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. And if you're like me, getting out and hunting is a lot more than just walking out the door and going outside. It involves a lot of planning, a lot of coordination with your spouse, in my case, my wife. My wife, Stacy is coming on the podcast today, and we have a really great conversation that I think every husband should have with their wife if you are a husband who hunts. You know, this episode kind of turned out a lot differently than I had originally planned. I thought that we would kind of talk about our, about our experiences and give advice to other couples so that they can have a more harmonious relationship when it comes to hunting. Um, but what it kind of turned into was actually just our own conversation. And we came across a few things that we had been miscommunicating about. And so I would encourage you all to listen to this episode and have a similar conversation with your spouse and ask some questions. Some of the things that we talk about is planning ahead, planning your hunts, planning your tags, planning your budget, planning everything ahead of the hunt and ahead of the season so that you're both on the same page and there are no surprises. Um, We talk about learning each other's love language, which is a book that I will link in the show notes and you'll hear when we talk about it a little bit. And of course, advice from Stacy to other wives, advice from me to husbands and wives alike. We both give advice to everybody. So (laughs) just listen and you'll get to hear the advice. And if you want a little taste of the advice that we give later in the episode, just remember call dibs on diapers men do it call dibs on diapers and you will be loved okay so here is my conversation with the lovely stacy harrison okay welcome to the podcast everybody i'm here with my lovely amazing wife stacy hello everyone and this is our first in-person interview our this is the first in-person interview on hunt the west so Mm -hmm. Welcome. Taking place in our bedroom. Yeah. I was going to introduce it as the Hunt the West Studios welcome, mm. but you blew my cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're having a couples therapy session for all you listening. Just in time for Valentine's Day coming right up. <laughs> yeah, not really, but we're going to talk about some things that I think couples struggle with. And our perspective is mostly that I hunt and Stacy doesn't and how that can contribute to a little bit of conflict in marriages. So this can go for anybody, whether you hunt and your husband doesn't or, you know, any combination or you both hunt, but you have different goals. But know that our perspective is that I hunt and Stacy doesn't. So Stacy. You don't hunt. Explain that to everybody. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I also grew up in Utah, like Skyler did, and I love the mountains, but I just like being there for like just a little bit, you know, just getting some fresh air, maybe going on a little hike, maybe a little short camping trip with all the nice luxuries. Of a cabin. Of a a house. (laughs) No. A tent is fine. But, you know, I like an air mattress and that kind of thing. Anyway, 
I'm from a family of all girls and we didn't do a lot of outdoor stuff together as a family. Not for lack of trying though. Your dad. My dad definitely tried. He took us on a fishing trip once and it did not go over very well. You guys still talk about it. (laughs) The infamous fish lake cabins. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, and I didn't really, my dad didn't hunt and I just didn't really have an opinion on it or really care about it, but I didn't know that you were a hunter until you got into it after we were married. And I think that's when you kind of realized that you liked hunting a lot too. I wasn't really into it. Yeah. I, I had gone hunting once one time, once or twice before we got married. Yeah. Just like the weekend yeah. quick overnight trip. So I didn't know that that was going to be a big part of our marriage and our relationship like it has become. And so there have been some adjustments and challenges associated with that, which is fine. But I just was, it was a surprise. <laughs> so what kind of challenges? Um, financial. It's one of them. It's a very expensive thing cheap. to get what into. What are you talking about? Okay. Like that. Maybe like <laughs> once you're out there, just kidding. You, you're only spending a sarcastic. few dollars on a meal or whatever, but no, the gear is pretty expensive, can be really expensive if you get the high end stuff. And there's always something new and cool that you need. And there's ongoing subscriptions for satellite phones and maps and tags and all that stuff. And then if you get the animal, you have to process the meat. Sometimes if you don't have the equipment, you have to pay someone to do that. And then if you want to mount it or whatever, that's another couple hundred couple thousand dollars you don't even know because we don't even have any taxidermy no we don't but i'm just saying like (laughs) if it was just antlers that'd be one thing if you wanted like a full yeah no that's true a shoulder mount i think they're around like eighteen hundred dollars for a shoulder mount yeah so that's a lot of money and an elk is more that's a ton of money we should discuss this afterwards how you're saving up for that because um yeah it gets really expensive so uh, we have had to work on that and Skylar has done things to earn money separate from like our combined income that we use to pay the bills and stuff, which has helped. But that has been hard for me because I don't really have any expensive hobbies. No, you don't. And it doesn't feel fair to me <laughs> that you get to spend all this money on stuff. Yeah. You just, your hobbies aren't expensive. You don't have, you like spending money on like clothes for I know, kids. Like bargain shopping. Like <laughs> yeah, look at all the cool like, clothes I got at the, that's your, that's at your hobby. savers. <laughs> so. And my hobby is like, yeah, I'm going to buy a $2,000 spotting scope. Okay. Yeah. Except I don't. I haven't. He hasn't, but that is on the docket. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Financial has been hard. And then just. The time spent away is difficult because we have two kids, small kids, and um, finding childcare and stuff while I go to work and he's gone is a lot. And, you know, anyone who's a single parent knows that, oh, it is, it is exhausting. So I don't 
really look forward to the times when you're gone for multiple days and we can't communicate like normal you do have a satellite phone but the messages are short and I don't get any details about what's going on and I'm the kind of person that like really likes to know all the stuff all the details Mm -hmm. everything that's happening so that is difficult what else (laughs) I'm asking you (laughs) just the stress of getting you out the door making sure you didn't forget anything which has happened a couple times (laughs) like when when you forgot your uh target for your bow you wanted to oh yeah well kind i kind of forgot it i mean you had to take i I was leaving straight from work i had my car loaded up and i went to work and then instead of going straight out to where i was going hunting i came back home yeah it was like a 30 minute detour well each way yeah anyway so just stuff like that it just kind of stresses but me you out. you worry about stuff like that you worry about extra trips i and... like to combine trips and save <laughs> yeah. gas and save time yes you like to con- combine trips yes to the basement. so those of you who have <laughs> wives that are like me a little bit controlling and like things to be organized and clear. You're not controlling. You just not, no. I I like to be in control of the situation. I'm not trying to control yeah. you, but I just want to understand what's going on. And and a lot of the time, when it comes to hunting stuff, you don't tell me all the details or what really your plan is. And so I'm just left like. Do, would you rather know the details? Would you rather me? Like, go over the maps for hours? No, no, I don't need that. I just, you've only started doing that recently where you're showing me exact spots where you're going to be and stuff, but. But do you li- you like that, though? I do like that, and we should talk about that later, but we're still talking about the struggles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not solutions yet. Not solutions. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think, honestly, I just think the biggest one is the financial impact that has had sorry (laughs) no it's no i like i am fully aware that my hunting hobby is way expensive and you just don't have any expensive hobbies Mm -hmm. like you just i don't know you like go to a concert like celine dion concert like with my birthday money (laughs) yeah like it's not it's like a couple hundred dollars and Mm -hmm. That's how much I would spend on gas going on. Yeah. Ouch. A couple trips out. And then, (laughs) yeah. Well, and then recently uh, a hunting vehicle has become an issue. So your little Hyundai (laughs) Tucson is a beast. (laughs) It it can do some good stuff, but we did have that experience that you had talked about in, I can't remember which episode it was. It's episode 11, solo hunting in a Hyundai. Yeah, that was a good one. That was really scary. (laughs) He (laughs) he did not discuss in that episode how scary it was. (laughs) I mean, you did for you, like you were you were scared, but it was like I had very little information. I just had to drive out to the boonies by myself without cell service and hope that I could spot my husband out in the tundra. But we should note and if you listen to episode 11 
you'll know that this is true that the Delorme inReach, the the satellite messenger that I use, was super duper extra. It, you <laughs> may have been out. You definitely would have been out there after dark without if, we, that, if you didn't have yeah. that. And I would have shed a lot more tears than yeah, I did. It was it was definitely a necessity in that situation. Yes, but and there have been several times since then that I've been really grateful for that. Yeah, because it, just having the satellite. Um, what are they called? GPS coordinates. Every time mm-hmm. you send a message, it um, drops a pin basically. And then I can send you coordinates too over it mm-hmm. and say, this is where I'm going to walk. Meet me here. And then I just started walking six miles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was like six and three quarter miles or something. Yeah, it was far. Like all was my snow. stuff for my car. Good thing you had Millie with you to... Yeah, her little puppy. <laughs> Run around. Yeah, she was so happy. <laughs> she was like having a blast. And I'm like, yeah. Trudging. No. Anyway, we won't rehash that whole okay. episode. But. So, okay. So those are the main problems. And we have been overcoming those by communicating more clearly about how mm-hmm. expensive things really are going to be. Although you still tend to buy tags without asking me. I apply for tags. I know, but if you get them, you're going to go. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> we got to talk about that because... Well, so I, I actually don't... I don't apply for tags. I, pl- I buy points. Oh, okay. And they're $10. So there there's like a couple extra $10 charges for yeah. points that... So when I say I bought a bear point, you're like, you can't go bear hunting. It's like, well, I'm not going bear hunting yet i just bought a point so in a few years i can go bear hunting that has been another miscommunication because i did not understand that until just now so oh really just now right like with the turkey one too oh no i I actually oh okay so here we go yeah (laughs) i knew i wouldn't draw it though he did not ask me about that i knew that i wouldn't draw it okay i yeah so well you were awfully disappointed when you didn't draw i wanted to get lucky (laughs) i mean it would have been cool that's also a pretty cheap tag. Like, we had money for that. Did we? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I think it's like 40 bucks. What? Oh my gosh, everyone. Okay. Cheap is $40 in the hunting world. And cheap. That's, as far as tags go, I could yes. buy so many children's clothes <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, we're obviously still working on the communication part. Um, I think we definitely could be better about budgeting for stuff but i think because hunting is is a lottery you don't know if you're gonna first of all draw a tag second of all be able to go and find an animal and third bring an animal home like those are all a lot of unknowns which is hard for me too it's just like why can't there be any yeah, well, clear certain things? Yeah. So like as far as scheduling, it's like, okay, I'm going to be gone five days unless I get one on the first day, then I'll be home. And if I don't get one, then I'm going to go five days yeah. the next week so too. So that, I think that stresses you out because I have to get babysitters for as if I'm going to be gone the entire time, mm-hmm. which up to this point has basically been true. I'm usually gone the entire time because I don't get one. Yeah. Well, but archery, the, it's hard. Yeah next year this year with a rifle no i'm doing archery oh great okay so 
Okay, yeah. So we should probably budget a few thousand dollars a year. Like maybe 2000 And what would that cover? Oh, gosh. Now I'm thinking about that. That's not even enough because where's your spotting scope and where's your, you know, well, all that that's stuff. different. I think so. I think hunting equipment is different because when you said $2,000, I was like, it seems high. Oh, okay. So I'm talking, I was trying to like cover it all. Like if you were to get something, we could mount it and, you know, that covers the tax oh, and the gas. Okay. And taxidermy. So you're like, you need a budget for taxidermy. Well, yeah. I mean, what, as soon as you get an animal, how long do you have before? Well, you can put it in the freezer. Well, we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I still have a coyote skull. <laughs> From three years ago, I looked at the date. Yeah, I know, but I really want to mount it someday. And I know that I can I can do a Euro mount on it anytime okay. because it's frozen. Also plan on investing in a large freezer, everyone. Yeah, that's been nice, though. For We originally bought it for breast milk, <laughs> <laughs> but now it holds meat. <laughs> hey, and it worked great. We, I mean, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah. We just got it at Home Depot on sale and it's been nice to have. Yeah. There's just all sorts of unexpected costs. Yeah. So I, I guess like. if you're getting into it and you're like, I don't, I've never been hunting ever and now I want to start hunting. Yeah. Like you can expect a pretty big investment up front. So if, like if you're really going to get into if it, you like, you can do it on a budget by borrowing people's stuff and like, you know, use someone else's Facebook freezer market, space or Facebook whatever. Marketplace. Yeah. That's fine. If, but if you are going to become a serious hunter, just know that you need to discuss it as a, a couple and a partnership about yeah. what your expectations are for yeah. cost. And then you need to like prioritize the items that you get. So something that, I don't know, you can correct me. I feel like I've done pretty good prioritizing the order that I buy gear. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things I bought was a backpack that can haul meat. And I saved up for that and I bought that. And I used a borrowed rifle, used my dad's rifle the first couple of years. And then I got a bonus from work and I bought a, my own rifle. And then when I bought my bow, I drove Lyft and Uber all summer and bought a bow in that fall. And then I didn't go hunting with my bow until the following year. Yeah, because we had to pay to get it set up and that was another... Is I think dollars. out the door the whole bow was like seventeen hundred. Yeah. So it was like so it was a big one. It was like seven or eight hundred dollars for the bow, and that was like a used bow. It, well, or it a, wasn't it an was older new, model, but an old model. And also, you got like the and mid grade equipment to set it up. I right? would say mid to upper end. So that's not I have even a spreadsheet buying, like the newest new stuff. I have a spreadsheet of that um breakdown if you want to see it maybe you could put it in the show notes I'll, or something i'll put it in the show notes but it's on episode episode six so you can go look at at huntthewest.us slash six and that spreadsheet will be there for my current bow setup and you can go a lot cheaper than that but the take-home message for our purposes today is like budget pick a number and talk about that with your spouse Mm -hmm. And then don't come home with a brand new bow and say, I just dropped $1,500 on a, on a yeah, bow. That will not go over well. Yeah. So if you're just getting into it, you need to prioritize your gear, figure out what you need 
right now mm-hmm. and then buy that and then slowly over years i would say like like I, you don't need to buy a spotting scope the very first time you go out like you do need binoculars you know so i kind of talked about this in episode three using facebook marketplace to get on your first hunt and I don't know. I feel like that was a kind of a boring episode to listen to, but there's good information in there. But if that's the information you need, it's a good one to listen to. I don't know. So that has been helpful. Yeah. So use Facebook Marketplace and then kind of make a big list of your dream gear list. I have that in my phone. You probably don't know that. Yep. Didn't know that. (laughs) I have a list of the gear that I want and I'd slowly picked things off there. So one of the first things was a backpack. One of the next things I got was the satellite messenger. Because, Which I kind of made you get. Well, it was it was important for me to get because I knew it would allow me to go hunting. Yes. And without it, I wouldn't be able to go. So it had to be high on the list. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a link to the one that I have in the show notes. It's called the Delorme InReach. They have a newer version out. That's It's made by Garmin now called the Garmin InReach. And it's a couple hundred dollars to buy mm-hmm. the messenger and then you can pay month to month it's like 15 dollars a month or, or something and you can just pay for the months that you go hunting or you can pay every month if you're, i i take it hiking with me mm-hmm. we take it when we go out of cell service or on road trips and stuff because if you get stranded it's an it's a great great tool to have um anyway so i'll put a link to that too but I've, i feel like that's kind of been a game changer that's Yes. Kind so of. if we're going to go into talking about things you can do, I guess we kind of already started with yeah, budgeting I mean, go and into talking it. about finance, but the satellite phone has been huge because I'm a worrier and I just, I needed to know that I could contact him if I needed him. And because he goes alone a lot, almost all the time, I needed to know that he could call for help or message for help. And so I just... I'm really grateful that we have that, even though, you know, you it's still like clunky kind of texting. Yeah, the messages are, well, I mean, they're pretty good. Once I figured out how to Bluetooth link it to my phone, it was way easier. Yes. In the beginning, I was using just the arrow buttons to select letters individually. It takes forever. And so I was like using abbreviations and texting like it was 2005. Mm-hmm worse you didn't have qwerty or whatever yeah, it's called t9 t9 <laughs> yeah okay so having that is great if we could i mean i'm hoping someday we can afford one that you can actually make phone calls with and i would love to be able to talk with him and kind of just get a debrief of the day at the end of each day so i know what's going on but that i feel like it should be high on your list of priorities especially if they're going out alone yeah for sure maybe if you always go with a hunting buddy you guys could split it or something split the cost yeah that's a good idea that's a really good idea i'm really smart so you are super duper smart (laughs) okay so i said super duper twice in this episode (laughs) i don't even say it in real life ever (laughs) so okay so satellite phone yes and then if you have kids or pets or whatever things that need to be taken care of while they're out hunting it's super helpful super duper helpful (laughs) skylar if you um 
help me with those things before. Before. Yeah, help me coordinate babysitters. Yes. You're the one that I have learned. Re- you're the one that reaches out and asks if someone can babysit so that it, I don't have to. I win major brownie points by saying, Oh, hey, I've already got babysitters for both weeks that I'm going to be gone. Cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. That helps a ton. <laughs> also, just doing a lot of nice things for me before and after you get back. How have I been doing? You've been doing really well. So he's been really, you've you've been really good. You've gotten me flowers. You've left me notes. And when you come home, you're getting better about putting your stuff away. Like it's not just sitting around the house for days and days. This might be a good time to recommend to everybody that they buy the book, The Five Love Languages. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yours are acts of service and quality time. Two things that cannot be fulfilled when I am in the woods. Mm-hmm. So beforehand, I try and do things around the house. All Not just like, oh, it's about to, I'm about to go hunting. Just kind of all the time. I mm-hmm. try and do things for you. And I realized that when I come home and I drop all my hunting gear in the kitchen and then sit on the couch that, that is not very helpful. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I am understanding more understanding now that you're really tired when you get back. I, yeah. But, I can understand you don't want to like put everything away, but still, but it used to be like days and days, yeah. like muddy boots yeah. and a bloody, it makes a huge backpack, difference. It's just like when you first get home, just take it straight into the basement or into the garage, or whatever, you, put you it all used away. To leave it in the car and we'd like try to go somewhere and yeah. just, like all <laughs> the stuff is still in the car. So, yeah, it's really helpful so if just you can clean up. Clean up afterwards. Yeah. I'm happy to do the laundry if you make a pile of all your nasty clothes. <laughs> yeah. Or do your own laundry. Or do dudes. your own. I yeah. know we're mostly talking about a man who is hunting and a woman who is just not make hunting. it work for your situation. That's yeah, whatever you guys do in your relationship, do that. But knowing what the your love language is has really helped me. Because I know that when I come home, it's like nothing else. We just need to be together. Like we need to go do something fun, have some quality time together. Mm -hmm. And all year long, every day, I try and do some kind of act of service. Yes. And an act of service is like just vacuuming up the the living room or something just <laughs> or when, taking something down the stairs one of the kids wants to play downstairs. one of the kids wants to play with me you offer to play instead so i get like a little break a little or alone something. time mm-hmm. it's like a little act of service it's like oh here you go change a poopy diaper dibs <laughs> yeah so that just helps me feel like just not so overwhelmed when it's time for you to go and Something that worked out really well on your archery hunt this last fall is when instead of you instead of you going for eight days straight, you went for four days and then you came home and then you went for four more days. Yeah. It was nice to break that up. Yes. So if you can, if you're hunting relatively close by. Yeah. And also, wasn't it helpful for you to kind of recoup and just Yeah, I mean, shower? I spent time, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you kind of get used to the smell. 
Mm. I don't know, you kind of forget. But um, yeah, it was nice to have a little break in the middle. But so I work seven on, seven off. And instead of taking my whole seven days off hunting, I was home, got stuff ready. Or wait, no, did I leave? You no, left I from left. Work. The, I went straight from work. But then I, I came home and I had a couple days home mm-hmm. before I went back to work so that we could, you know, put our house back in order. Mm-hmm. I could have some me time. Yeah, we could have, you know, I could relieve you from the children mm-hmm. a little bit. So if you have um, having a unit that is close to you, if you choose a unit next to your house, that can be really helpful because then if there is an emergency, you can just satellite message me mm-hmm. and say, hey, I need you to come home. And then you can just go back out later. Yeah. I was nine months pregnant in the fall of 2018 and you went to Wyoming yeah. to get a deer and that was really scary. Yeah. And I made it happen super fast. That was like a 24 hour hunt. Yeah. But it's an eight hour drive. So it's like, whew. Yeah. So it's a quick turnaround. That, yeah. So it w- would be better. I don't know. That's just because that's the cheapest tag that I could get. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's a balance. So like, well, yeah. And if you live along the Wasatch front, the closest tag is Wasatch, whatever. Yeah. And it's not a good area. <laughs> yeah. So you do have to it's, go a little. Everyone should hunt that unit. It is <laughs> so the best area. It's the best area. Everyone is successful. No, I mean, monster, monster bucks are killed every year on the Wasatch front. Really? Yeah. There's a, there's a Instagram account called hunt the front whoa and it is bonkers it is like some giant deer but the thing is it's super difficult terrain and so people aren't very successful so only the crazy awesome experienced dudes get. you have months and months to scout and well yeah. hike and have or all the they best just gear. get after it <laughs> i don't know they're just better at it yeah, yeah okay the, oh <clears throat> I just talk about more deer. <laughs> <laughs> stop! Stop talking about hunting. <laughs> okay, so. But like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna ask you to, what advice would you give to other wives of hunters, like wife, like wife non-hunters of husband hunters. <laughs> we're gonna get super specific i would just say try to understand what makes them so excited about it talk about that with them and try to understand what's so cool about it skylar's smiling right now (laughs) he's like hunting so cool it's the best best. i just have kind of been in the past i've just been like okay you're home hi so glad you're back and it's never about like, how did it go? What did you see? What actually happened? And I'm actually learning a lot from the podcast because he still skimps on some of the details. I just feel me. like you're not interested in it. Well, I I am. I am. And I'm getting more interested. And I kind of wish now that I could go with him. But it's just, it's too hard with the small kids right now. But that's the plan in the future is that. Is it? Are you going to come we'll hunting with Yeah, you're going to buy me a really nice, luxurious trailer. And I'm going to hang out in it and stay warm. And Sounds great. And then I might come out and 
look at stuff <laughs> with cheer you. us on cheer you on <laughs> silently i don't know sitting silently for hours is not my thing especially if it's cold but i will do it because i love you and i'm sure our kids will love it and they'll see how awesome their dad is we should i really want you to come hunting some type like maybe rabbit hunting or something mm-hmm. and just get an idea of what it's all about mm-hmm. you i enjoy shooting guns i enjoy being in the outdoors yeah. I just haven't really combined the two well i think you're a little skeptical about the killing part of it yeah i don't like to watch animals suffer and i don't trust myself to make the right shot mm-hmm. you know and make it quick so you did come squirrel hunting with me once i did that was really fun you had a good time yeah, that was super fun. But the I squirrels get around here are just so tiny; they're they're hard to get any meat off of them. Yeah, we don't have like big old squirrels from the Ground Midwest. Squirrels. Yeah, they're just little guys, and we're cutting this out. <laughs> what? No, we're I'm talking about this. squirrels. Yeah, we're totally leaving it in. But you, um, like, whenever I'm asking you, do you want to come hunting? Do you want to get like you don't even have your hunter safety. Mm-mm. So actually, if fishing game, if you're listening to this, she, we did not go squirrel hunting. <laughs> no, we didn't because you don't have your hunter safety. Right. <laughs> I did have a fishing license for a couple years. Yes. And we've gone fishing together a few times. Yes. And I'm very bad luck for you. You are. Which I luck. I worry that I'm bad luck for hunting too. Yeah. Because I'm, I just I'm gonna stand out and I'm not gonna be quiet enough and. It's your beautiful blonde hair. Yeah, I'll have to wear, I'll have to dye my hair camo, blaze orange. No, no, camo hair. Camo hair, good idea. <laughs> so you don't want to go hunting, or do you? I do. I just don't feel like it's a possibility right now. Because of our children? Yeah, and also my physical fitness. <laughs> I know that you hike straight up the sides of mountains, and I'm not going to do oh, that. I think we should just go on an easy hunt like a squirrel hunt or a Are rabbit we, hunt. Yeah, we can do a rabbit hunt but yeah people don't need to hear us talk about how. You came coyote hunting with me once. Yeah on the way to Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah that's right. It was a really great compromise. <laughs> yeah we, I was like yeah we'll drive down to Vegas if we make a couple coyote stands on the way down and we did. It was sketchy. I was I was nervous going on those bumpy dirt roads in our Tucson again. I just get nervous that we're going to get stranded and I I don't know. I just get nervous about being in the wilderness. Sorry. Like alone yeah. or what? Just isolated? It's just yeah, so isolated. Somewhere I'm not familiar with and it just kind of made me a little nervous, but that was really fun. Like it was okay to do that for a couple hours. And you were very happy. It was fun. We didn't see anything. Well, after listening to your coyote episode, I'm wondering if some of them came up behind us. They probably did. And ran the other way. Maybe. That, I don't know. We were kind of doing it in the middle of the day and it was hot. Hotter. It was definitely not hot. <laughs> well, hot in the... In the... For a furred up animal. Mm-hmm. It was like 60 degrees probably. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> okay, so 
we've talked about the financial solution, the communication while you're gone, doing nice things before and after. And I don't know. Oh, I was giving advice. That's what it was. Okay. Giving advice to the wives of hunters. So be interested in how it went. Be super duper excited if they get something because that is actually Fake it until you make it. No, it's way more <laughs> difficult than we all think it is. Like we, I watch YouTube hunting stuff with Skylar and I'm like, that's so easy. Yeah, like, they just make made a cow elk sound and then a bull shows up. And yeah, they shoot it. Yeah, done. <laughs> exactly, and that is not real life. So, be really excited when they get something, and be really encouraging and loving if they don't, because that's got to be see, super. That's disappointing. why I think it'd be beneficial if you if you came with me to just kind of see the struggle, mm-hmm. like see how much work goes into it, mm-hmm. and that because. Every year, I swear, I was talking about this with a friend at work, and I was like, man, that hunt sucked. <laughs> and we, like, go out and suffer, and then you're like, why do I even do this? And then the day, like, when you're driving home, you're like, I can't wait till next year. And it's the weirdest psychological <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. You're like, that was so horrible. I can't wait to do it again. It's like having a baby or something what it's like oh pregnancy delivery is horrible it's like let's have another one they're so cute we we can't have this conversation (laughs) on the air but that is a a simile maybe that the wives will understand maybe maybe like i mean that could be a perfect analogy but it sounds horrible to Mm -hmm. me i love our children Okay, so you gave some advice to the wise. Is there any other advice that you'd want to give? I would just say be clear about your needs also. Like if he suggests going on a 10-day a trip, you suggest a 5-day trip. Or, you know, like you're not comfortable with certain things or driving certain distances or whatever. You guys can compromise on that sort of thing. And, you know, if he wants to buy an expensive piece of gear, be like, okay, well, we can't afford that right now, but maybe in three months we can talk about it again. You know, that sort of thing. Just be understanding and, like, be willing to compromise. And tell us, tell me what you need. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) What are you thinking? This is just really good life advice. This is just, like, general marriage advice. Yes. Like, Be extremely clear. Like, now I'm talking to the wives. You got, like, ladies, he has no idea what you're thinking. He has no idea. Mm-mm. You think he does? He has no idea. And that just goes for any topic. Mm-hmm. You could just, any situation that comes up, you could just say he probably has no idea. Yep. So just say <laughs> In general. it. In a nice way. So just be like, yeah, um, I think that's too expensive. I think you spend too much money on hunting. That probably doesn't, I mean, he probably knows that. <laughs> just make it clear that but, you're not comfortable with that yeah okay and then your advice as a hunter to a wife that does not hunt to a wife that doesn't hunt mm-hmm. well i would say i uh, kind of what we we're already saying it's just like it's if you can just try and understand that this is something that he loves to do probably and I don't know. I 
just feel like I'm a better husband after I've been out in the wilderness alone for a few days or even just a day. Having some time alone with my thoughts in the wilderness makes me, it's like hitting a reset button and I can just come home and be present with my family. And I think that just because you understand that now about me, Mm -hmm. you're more willing to let me go. Even if it's on just like a day scouting trip, just hiking up the mountain and knowing that that helps me clear my head and be a better husband is something that you can kind of invest time Mm -hmm. like or sacrifice some time to let me do that Mm -hmm. is really helpful for me so i love it when you say because sometimes you say you need to go coyote hunting or you need to go shed hunting Mm -hmm. and i that's like music to my ears (laughs) but when you say that i know that you actually mean it and it's it's kind of code for you're getting a little snappy. You need <laughs> cabin fevery. <laughs> yeah, over here. you're getting a little cabin fever. You need to go out and like, so you can be nice again. <laughs> like, go have time out. No, I know you, you don't say that, and I don't think that's really what you're thinking. But it's like, well, it's also like, okay, maybe I had a nice day where I got to go do some shopping, or I went to the grocery store by myself, or whatever, and I'll come back and be like, wait, you haven't had a chance to do something you love there's a tip for the guys is tell your wife hey you should go to target come back whenever you want Best no time thing ever no time limit mm-hmm. <laughs> just come back enjoy some time at target mm-hmm. and then next time you say <laughs> what is it about target that you love so much um just there's a lot of cute stuff i like their house stuff i don't know cute stuff cute stuff I really don't spend a lot of money there you because don't. Yeah, I don't. Unless it's like deeply discounted, I don't. But you love being there. But I like to walk around. I just like being by myself. Shopping without kids is a really nice thing. It's like a vacation. Mm-hmm. So, dudes, tell your wife, "Hey, you should go to Target by yourself." Like, "Hey, come back a, whenever you're done." Do you need done. a massage? And then when they come home, have the house clean. Yes. And the dish is done and the, and the carpet's vacuumed. Mm-hmm. And then when you ask if you can go fishing or hunting or whatever, and it's a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, I feel refreshed yeah. and this is fine. Good advice. That's good advice. Good advice. Right for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I have, I have some more advice for the, for, the for the guys. Oh, for the guys. For the guys. Just general advice. Be a good husband. Put your wife's needs before your own. Put her first. And ask way more questions than you think you need to. Be like, what do you need? What do you want to know about this? Or how, you know, just be well, super yeah, open. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I need to know. Yeah. You know? So like, it's I'm helpful. Going, I'm going to apply for these hunts. And I probably won't get these ones, but I'm going to apply for them. And these are the seasons and these are when I would need to be gone. And then put it on the calendar Mm -hmm. and I don't know. Yeah. But something that you've always done really well and that I know you'll continue to do is that if something comes up and I need you to be here, like you're going to put me first. The hunt is 
not the most important thing in your life. It's right. just a really fun thing, really great thing, and a necessary say, I love thing. You more than hunting. Yes, you have said that a lot, and I appreciate that. Thank you. And I can tell sometimes when I'm like, okay, I want to do this hunt or whatever, I can see it in your face that you don't want me to go as long as I was planning. And to kind of give you a green light, sometimes I'm like, I love you more than hunting. I won't go on this hunt unless you really are okay alone. Mm-hmm. Those are... Those are magical words. Yeah. Not that I'm... You guys have magic words. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. If you have that attitude as you plan, as you communicate you're going to have a more harmonious relationship when it comes to hunting. Cause I know it can be super duper <laughs> stressful and there can be some conflicts. So anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that has helped us, but I feel like we're still good. I mean, I learned something just from talking to you tonight mm-hmm. that I need to explain how tags go and Mm -hmm. applications Mm -hmm. and fees and stuff because it's like oh yeah no that was my fishing license you're like wait why did you spend forty dollars if you didn't get a tag and i was like well 36 of it was the Mm. hunting and fishing combination license and then there's ten dollars for an application fee and then if i draw it's another forty five dollars or something Oh my gosh. So I, I manage the budget and so I just see these random charges. Yeah, and they all come in. Show up and it's like Utah, and DWR. And yeah, I'm like, or oh May man. or whenever it is, whenever the tags come out, they charge your credit card mm-hmm. if you draw. So I'm the first one to know. So she's like, yeah. She's like, Utah, DWR, charge for $35. And then I categorize it as Skylar's spending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just need to have those conversations. Be like, which budget is this coming out of? How much are we spending and Mm -hmm. how much are we expecting to spend and i think something good is to budget high and say okay the worst case scenario or best case scenario however you look at it is i draw all of these tags how much is it going to cost and how many days is it going to be that i'm hunting that's really a big thing it's like how many days are you going to be gone which months which you Mm -hmm. know because when you're off you're off week that's usually our time to be together and so we have to sacrifice that for you to be able to go hunting yeah so it's a compromise yeah so anyway it's tag season apply for your tags and as you're going through the application process before you hit submit or purchase or complete order whatever the button is before you do that talk with your spouse and get clear on everything so that there are no surprises when that credit card charge hits yeah, I am nodding my head. Nodding of uh, in approval. In agreement. Agreement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily approve of the charge. Ho- hopefully, you know. get the nod of approval. Yes. Once having had that conversation. Yes. <laughs> Great. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with my beautiful wife Stacy. I hope you got at least a few little bits of advice or some tips that you can take into a conversation with your spouse or significant other. And I hope that by doing so, it will help you get out and hunt more, which is the whole goal of the podcast. So I hope you got something out of it because I know I did. 
Just a reminder, the links to everything are going to be in the show notes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'll be just under the episode. If you're listening in Pandora, it will be there as well. And make sure if you're listening on any of those apps that um, you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, you add the Hunt the West podcast to your collection if you're listening on Pandora. And if you're listening on Spotify, to make sure you follow. It's all different on each app. And I just learned that a lot of you are actually listening on Pandora. So, which I didn't really realize was a popular place to listen to podcasts, but it is actually very popular for all of you. So thank you for listening on whatever app you're listening. And if you want to go to the extended show notes, you can go to huntthewest.us slash 19, just the number 19, huntthewest.us slash 19. And you can get all the relevant links and stuff like that. So if you want to get the links to the DeLorme in reach, that satellite messenger that Stacy recommended, that I recommend too, that I really love, um, the link to the spreadsheet for my bow breakdown, um, episode three was mentioned, episode six was mentioned, and I think episode, oh, episode 11 was mentioned as well. So you can go listen to those episodes as well. Um, I will leave a link to the five, lo- lo- the five love languages book. I hope all of that is very helpful to you. So have those conversations, call dibs on diapers and get out there and hunt the West.